Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest I'm Austin, and BJ is not here this week, but that's okay because this week is full of Infinity Strash, the Adventures of Die spoilers. So last week I said that I was trying to keep it all spoiler free for kind of my review overview of the game, and since it had like literally just come out, um, and so this week I decided to wait and hold off on more spoilery type things until... Now, uh, giving people a chance to play it, if you haven't beat the game yet or you haven't played it yet but you care about spoilers and want to avoid all that kind of stuff, then definitely skip today's episode because it's going to be very uh, spoiler heavy and I'm going to be talking about lots of stuff. Uh, But I also said that I was going to be talking about some of the stuff that I actually liked about the game because last week's episode... I tended to focus on the negative just because of how much I was disappointed in the game. And I do feel like there's a lot of negatives that that came with Infinity Strash. But there were some things I really liked about it. But um, because of the way like uh, the review process works, like I, I couldn't talk about some of the like stuff that happens after you beat the game and all that stuff yet. But anyway, I can talk about it now. So I'm going to talk about it. Like I mentioned last week, I think the Temple of Recollection is definitely a highlight of that game for me. I really liked going in there and I have not made it to the end yet. Um, I, I'm trying to like slowly like mine my way through uh, the different layers, or is what they're called, of the, uh, of the Temple of Recollection. Each layer has like six levels, I want to say, somewhere around six. And I mean, it's it's very enjoyable. The only kind of like frustration I have with it is that you you start at level one and you gain levels while you're in there. So it doesn't really work well for grinding up for like the main story or anything because you, you don't your levels don't transfer over to your story characters. Uh, so really the Temple of Recollection is just all about trying to get items and finding new like bond memories, but also getting that amber that I mentioned last week and using it to upgrade those bond memories. And it's a cool idea in practice. I just wish that like the Temple of Recollection and the main story went a little more hand in hand instead of being so separate because um, it does make it grindy, at least for me in the post game. Like once I, I, I did the Temple of Recollection because I was having fun with it and I did it to, to be able to level up my bond memories a little bit and boost my characters um, whenever I was just playing through the story. But I didn't necessarily feel like I had to spend a ton of time in there uh, to, to beat the main story, even just playing it in normal mode, in adventure mode, um, because it was like um, the, the few side quests you get, like I might run through there a time or two and get it. And then also I had Die equipped with a bond memory that let him gain experience, like plus 50%, I think, for every battle. So 
So Dai leveled up a lot faster than some of the other characters, so he felt pretty OP later on, but then also with like some of the end-game boss fights that I'll be talking about. Um, but I still really like the Temple of Recollection, even after, you know, complaining about it, <laughs> complaining about the game. Uh, last week, I mean, I've still been booting it up every now and then and going into the Temple of Recollection and doing challenge mode. So challenge mode was one of the things that I was like forbidden to talk about for whatever reason. And it's pretty fun. Like essentially what happens there is you, once you have beaten the main story, you unlock a challenge mode, which is very tough. And it's more streamlined. It's not just, it's not just playing through every single level again. Uh, or having to watch, you know, the same cutscene levels over and over or anything like that. It's very much more streamlined. And I've not gotten all the way through it yet because uh, I need to grind up levels. You do have to grind in challenge mode. Um, or may- maybe I just suck <laughs> at this game. I don't know. But I've had to grind up for challenge mode. And it is very challenging. Um, the I, w- I was kind of surprised because I felt like I was overleveled in the main story. And then after beating the game, seeing the credits roll, all of that stuff, and unlocking challenge mode, I was like, cool, I bet I can I'd probably get through, you know, chapter one at least before I really have to start worrying about, like, grinding or leveling up. And the first uh, level, the uh, it's a boss fight with Hadlar in challenge mode, and I think he's level, like, 48, and I was, like, level 53, I think, and... I went in, you know, prepared to attack and like he, I mean, he just like wiped the floor with me and I was like, dang, you know, I gotta, I gotta go level up. And then, so I went and grinded up some levels in just the normal story mode with, with die and went through the temple of recollection to get my bond memories up and stuff like that. And then went back in. And I think die at that point was probably like level 55, 56. Like I'd gone up a few levels with him, um, had leveled up some bond memories and things like that. So I felt um, better equipped and it was still challenging. I mean, you still have to, there's, I don't know if I talked about it in last week's episode, but you can dodge and you can get like a perfect dodge, but then you can also do like a block and get a perfect block. And if you perfect block, it causes the bosses and some tougher enemies have like a shield and you can lower their shield. And then if it goes down all the way, they break, break in quotation marks there. And then you can attack them for a little while while they're like stunned. Unfortunately, the stun never lasts very long, which is another kind of frustration I had with the game, is that felt like sometimes I was like whacking away at a boss, and I would finally get them to break, and then I would just hit them like three, maybe four times, and then they would already be back up, and it was kind of uh, disheartening, I guess, Uh, but in... In challenge mode, like you really have to rely on that and rely on those kind of perfect blocks, just kind of uh, figuring out telegraphs and everything for the bosses way more than you do with just regular story mode um, in either difficulty of story mode. And so I, I, I finally took down Hadlar, then you open up chapter two and there's, you know, the crocodile uh, boss fight and it gives you a little side quest that's different from side quests that you did in normal story mode um, and you actually get somebody to help you. Uh, in that one, and I used um, I used Ma'am for that one because she's got all the heals and everything. E- even with that, again, maybe it's just that I am really, really bad <laughs> at challenge mode. But um, like even then, like it took me some tries, even with the side quests, because of just the mobs that are overtaking you and tree face spews poison and just all of these things. And so 
Um, challenge mode really is challenging. I mean, I feel like it really lives up to its name. It kind of gives you something to uh, work work toward and, um, and, and figure out. And um, I'm not sure. I kind of had an idea that maybe I should just go and like grind up a bunch of levels and then like go in at like level 80 and just kind of, you know, just barrel through all of the chapters of challenge mode. Um, but again, the problem is just that like, there's not a whole lot to grind in, in the story mode. And so it's kind of just like playing the same few levels over if you want to get the most experience points. And, um, so I, I don't know, I don't know how long I'll stick with the challenge mode itself, but I have enjoyed it. And I think it's kind of a cool offering. Once you get past the story, it's like between challenge mode and the temple of recollection, there's more player agency. And that was kind of the problem. The biggest problem with the the main part of the game that I was reviewing was that there wasn't a lot of player agency. It's like you watch a bunch of cutscenes and you kind of stay on a set path or you, you know, do a boss fight like six times in a row. And that's, that's really it. And so this has a little bit more player agency. I mean, it's still pretty on the rails and still just like boss fights are very straightforward, um, smaller levels, but I, I've liked it. I mean, it works going from challenge mode to grinding some side quests to just like running through the temple of recollection. And I really like all of that. I'm sure I'll keep chipping away at it, but, um, and there's also like other games out now. And so I don't know how long I'll stick with it beyond that. In terms of the actual, like going back to the story, like I, I did really like the story that's present in infinity Strash for me. My biggest like issues with the anime, the manga and everything is that sometimes it's too action heavy. Like there's, I mean, there are like what, three episodes of the manga early on. That's just like fighting crocodile and like making anime noises and stuff. And it's just like, there's very little story. It's just like grunting and action. And I tend to zone out in that kind of stuff. Like that, those kind of heavy, heavy action sequences and episodes, um, that anime tend to have from time to time really just, I mean, I totally, I like my eyes glaze over and I just think about other things. And so I did like that part of the streamlined process. Um, again, I'd watched the anime with my kids. So it was kind of like, okay, I don't need all this information again, but in terms of like the streamlined process, I thought it helped a little bit. And, um, especially later in the story, there's a lot of good character development that goes on. Again, this is spoilers. So, you know, if you don't want to listen to spoilers that maybe turn this off, but like the stuff from with Crocodile and, and with Pop and with uh, Baron and the, you know, the big reveal about being Dai's dad and Dai's past and where Dai comes from and just all this stuff. Like there's some really cool reveals that I think if you haven't watched the anime, read the manga, if you're just coming into Infinity Strash Blind, I feel like there's some nuances there that you don't quite get where it's kind of like, you're kind of like, oh, cool. But then there's also, it's just kind of like you've seen the highlights of those story beats, um, so it loses its impact. But then the other side of that is that, okay, I didn't have to sit through 90 minutes of just uh, like a overly extensive crocodile fight. So I'm kind of on the fence there with, with how well that works, and I would be very interested in seeing uh, what people who have never watched die. Uh, never read the manga, think about this game and its story, and its character development and things like that. Because I do feel like that, that for all its flaws and for the fact that like just the adventure of Dai in general has never really gelled super well with me. Um, like uh, for, I mean, the character development, I, I do think it is 
works well and um, has some interesting moments in it for sure. And you do get to experience a, quite a bit of that from like the first half of the anime uh, in, in this game. And so uh, I, I think that's really cool. I think that's something cool about it. And it's something that um, like the like Naomi, my oldest daughter, like she was uh, very disappointed because you can't play as Crocodile. And I have to admit, I was too. I knew going into it that you weren't going to get to play as Crocodile. Um, I mean, I, mean I, I knew it. Like Square Enix had, had told me what characters I was going to get to play as and stuff. And um, they had went ahead and shared about, you know, the secret uh, Vern boss fights and the stuff in the Temple of Recollection. Like I knew that stuff going in already. And so I knew Crocodile wasn't going to be playable, but I found myself being a little disappointed too, where it would have been cool to play as Crocodile just because, I mean, he's a big pink crocodile man with like a, a great axe. I mean, it would have been really cool to get to run around and, and play as him and have him in your party. Um, if they make a sequel, um, maybe, um, we'll get to, who knows it, maybe they'll, they'll go back and add some DLC. Um, I don't know that either, but I do feel like, um, it, because of the temple of recollection challenge mode and because of how basic, and quick the story mode is um i could see that as being a way to get people to come back maybe checking out the game like a year after launch and actually buying the game is by adding dlc where you can go to new levels you can play as new characters and things like that i mean i would like to enjoy getting to play as some of these of some of these bad guys you know i wouldn't complain if i could run through some levels as, as Flazard or, or Miss Vern or something like that. I mean, I think that could be really cool. Will that happen? I, I don't know. It seems like uh, the, not just the reviews, but also like user reviews um, from Die have not been just overly positive at this point. And um, I, so I don't know. I don't know how invested um, the Dragon Quest team is going to be in, in this game about giving us DLC, but I guess only time will tell. Um, I said that I, would, I wanted to hear what other people thought of this game last week, um, and uh, thanks to people who, who told us what they thought, really appreciate it. Um, it looked like general consensus was either about where I was or maybe a little bit more positive towards it. It looked like if people, people who were already fans of the anime seemed like they are fine with what the game has to offer. People who hadn't played the anime or manga looked like they were kind of like, what the heck is this? And didn't enjoy it too much. Um, and then, I mean, there's exceptions to both of those groups of people, but um, it did look like a, a lot of people were having at least a fair amount of fun with the gameplay and the combat that's in there, um, which, which I thought was good. Cause I mean, that's what I, I've had the most fun was with was the combat and the, and the gameplay and everything. I had heard like, uh, complaints about the gameplay after the game launched and everything with like content creators and people said that it was just like very um, just like unclean combat that looked like stiff and, and like a PS2 game and stuff like that and um, I mean I guess I can understand where those complaints come from but like at the same time I mean I, I enjoyed what the combat has to offer in here I, I enjoyed you know working my way up getting to use coup de gras and uh, I mean, I mostly played as Dai. I played as Hyunkle quite a bit because there was, uh, after I beat the game and I could actually see the trophy list, um, I started trying to like complete some things for trophies. And like uh, Hyunkle, you have to do the uh, the Amdo, Amdo 
um, stuff 20 times, so I would switch into Amdo to attack for a while. Um, that's with the L2 button on PS5. And uh, so I, I went through and played as Yunkel for quite a bit. Um, don't really like playing it as Ma'am in either form, just because of I, I don't like having people to, needing to rely on me for heals. That's why I don't play like a white mage or anything like in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I can't handle that pressure. Um, but also I don't want to just like sit there and watch and, and as characters' health goes down and then just throw heals at them or whatever as needed. Um, that's just not like a, a fun way to play a game for me. So I didn't play as her too much. Papa actually really enjoyed playing as. Um, he's just a caster and, and casters are kind of tough. Um, or just kind of a hard sell for me. I, 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 uh, I'd, I'd much rather just be like charging at things with a sword and, and whacking at it. Um, and so I think that's why I like to die and Hyunkle the best, but, um, still mostly played as die through the combat. And, um, and I just, I thought it was really fun. Um, the variety of spells and skills and stuff that you get, I thought was interesting. Um, sometimes made it hard to know what to do, but also it was kind of like, at the same time, it felt very linear in that you could ch- kind of just like, okay, you have Sizz up at level like four or whatever, and then you unlock Sizzle, and right out the gate, Sizzle already does way more damage percentage. So yes, you're going to equip that, and then you're going to upgrade it quick. Where I felt like because of the way it was set up, you kind of tended to abandon your earlier moves quickly. And I haven't maxed out any of the skills and spells, so some of your earlier skills and spells may end up being the best ones once you level them up all the way. I don't know, but to me, it seemed very much like, almost like in Pokemon, where it's like the first like four moves you get, three moves you get, or whatever. Like Very rarely are you going to keep those three or four moves on your Pokemon at all times. Like You're going you're gonna to trade them out because you get better moves and more powerful moves and things like that. And so that's kind of how I felt the skill and spell system in Infinity Strash worked as well. The end game of Infinity Strash, I really enjoyed a lot too. Um, I mentioned, I think last week, um, and I know I put it in my review too, about how it was chapter five specifically, where it was just like the first, there ended up being a lot more levels, but it's like the first 12 levels, only two of them were gameplay and like 10 of them were cutscenes. And toward the end of the game, I feel like it does get very cutscene heavy at certain times. Like the stuff with Baran gets very, I I just felt like I was watching so many cutscenes and it was just kind of like, I know what happens. It's like, I know, I know what's, what's coming here. And so I, I skipped a lot of those cutscenes. Every once in a while, I would let one play out. Or sometimes if like Naomi was watching me play, she'd be like, please, can we watch this one? And I would just let it play. Um, also, for anybody that's been listening to the podcast, I, I've been like trying to walk and stuff a lot more this year, and uh, there, were, there were times where I would just let those cutscenes, those levels, air quotes, uh, play uh, because Naomi wanted to see them, and I would just get up and like walk through my house, and like, I mean, no joke, this is not hyperbole at all. At one point, I walked 2,000 steps, um, came back to the living room, and it still was not time to move on and actually start playing this game because there was like multiple cutscenes playing through this one level. I mean, it's like it, it, it's it, it's not great the amount of cutscenes in this game, but at least I got, at least I got exercise. It wasn't all bad. Um, and then we the the end game though is is pretty good. There's a lot more. Um, the, the only issue really with, with a lot of the end game is so many of the levels you actually play through are 
like boss fights and they're like one-on-one boss fights or like one-on-one levels where you're you're playing as Yunkle and just like having to wipe out enemies or playing as ma'am and with her new martial arts uh vocation and when wiping out enemies but because of that um it like there's like really no reason to go back to them to grind in the uh once you beat the game and it's really narrowed my choices down now that i've beaten the game and i'm still chipping away at it because I want to replay through levels where all four of my party members are in the party and able to, to gain levels and everything at the same time. And so because so much of the end game is just like, okay, you're only playing as Pop right now, or okay, you're only playing as Yonkel, um, it can get, there's like n- not a major reason to go back and revisit a lot of those levels. I will say though that the the big fight stuff at Sovereign Rock Castle um, is, is really cool. This is like the final boss kind of of the story. There's like waves of enemies you have to fight and, um, you know, you start off and it's just die in your party. And then the other members of your party come in at different time periods. Um, that, you know, I mean, Sovereign Rock Castle, you know, is like huge and they you know, smashes its fists onto the, onto the castle. Um, I don't know what part of the castle it is. Ramparts. I don't know. I don't know castles. And, you have to dodge, and then you're able to hit it really quickly and chip away at its health, and, it, and it's, it's really cool. And it feels very, um, it feels very like grand and cinematic without being cinematic. I mean, you're just fighting, really. But also, I mean, it just it's a good way. I feel like it was a good ending to the game, and um, and I've redone that fight a couple of times just to try to like farm experience from it and everything, and. Um, it was definitely a highlight for me, but again, that was one of those things that I was forbidden from mentioning in my review. It was like, it was almost like the good things that I enjoyed about this game. I wasn't allowed to talk about yet, but, um, but again, that's why I gave it a 60, um, out of a hundred is because even if it seemed like it was mostly negative stuff, it was like, there was enough good things in it that, you know, it was a passing score, but, um, but I just couldn't like specifically mention those things yet. And I just, I don't know, it was weird because there were, there are some good things about it. I just couldn't talk about it until the game launched, but whatever. Um, and I, I, I did, I really liked the fi- the final fight. I've gone through and played it a few more times. Um, I don't know all of this being said today. I don't know how much longer I'm, I'm really going to play it. Like I'm kind of stuck. I've, I've hit a wall with challenge mode. Um, I'm trying to remember what chapter I'm in now and um it may be chapter four and um it's just kind of like i feel like i'm gonna have to really grind up a bunch of levels right now if i'm going to be able to get through it and even then i'm gonna have to really concentrate on like my dodges and my and my perfect blocks and things like that and i just don't know i just don't think i like this game well enough to like persevere and do that it's not a game like Dragon Quest Heroes, where I cared to keep on grinding and do a lot of post-game stuff, and I mean, that game had way more content anyway, but um, because of that, I just, I don't know, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't, but I, uh, if you never hear me talk about this game again, um, that's why. And if you like this game and wanted to hear me talk about it again, um, then I'm sorry, but I'm glad you like it. Um, and I mean, there, I have seen a lot of people who seem to really like Infinity Strash. So if you haven't checked it out yourself and you've listened to the last couple of episodes, 
um, you know, maybe check that out and get other people's opinions on it because you might like it too. You never know. Um, I don't know if they're going to make another die game because of this. Uh, it seems like uh, even in Japan, it seemed like people were not just overly happy with this game uh, either. And I definitely know over here in the West that it didn't score great. Um, or it doesn't seem like it's sold terribly well either. Um, seemed like a, I saw like a lot of people talking about canceling their pre-orders after like reading reviews about how cutscene heavy it was and just di- different things like that. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I if there was a second Infinity Strash game that finished out the story and let you do more. Um, it would it would be a hard sell to me, honestly. Like I don't, it would not be a day one purchase if I got to review it through work. You know, I'm sure I'd play it and review it, but unless they just promise like four times the amount of gameplay that this game had um, and like half the amount of cutscenes, I think that uh, I mean, you know, I might check it out then cautiously and probably like a month after the fact, after other people had confirmed for me that that was the case, um, but. I don't know. It's kind of like with Treasures where I feel like the game that's there, I understand why people don't like it, I understand whatever, but it at least set up like for a possibly better sequel and better follow-up game if they just learn from their mistakes and see what they did wrong here. Um, and again, maybe this is all just dreaming at this point. Um, but again, if you've played the game now, it's been out like a week, so if you've had a chance to check out Infinity Strash, definitely let us know. You can reply to us on Spotify. If you listen to the podcast on Spotify, you can email us, um, social at dragonquest.fm. You can uh, leave us a comment uh, on Twitter. We usually tweet out when our episodes go live, so you can comment there. Um, Our Twitter handle is at dragonquestfm. Uh, You can also check us out over on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. And just a huge shout out to all of our patrons. We really appreciate all of you guys. Hope you're having a great October so far. Uh, If you want to talk to me individually uh, and tell me what you think of Die um, or about anything else, you totally can. I'm over on Twitter at DragonQuaston. I'm also over on Blue Sky a lot more nowadays. um, And it's DragonQuaston over there as well. So it's easy to remember. Um, Thank you guys for listening though. And we'll see you next time. Bye.